0: and good evening hopefully you're staying warm i'm gavin spittle of 1053 the fan here with the spits and suds postgame edition as the stars score three goals in the third period to take down the blackhawks in chicago by the score of three to one this is a tale of two podcasts i was almost ready i was one period away from really going after this team and i still feel as though it needs to be mentioned um two points is two points and that's wonderful Uh, But this team just did not look good tonight. Um, And like I said, Winnipeg lost to Philadelphia. Colorado uh, scores, I believe, five straight uh, to overtake uh, Toronto. Otherwise, you would have gained two points on Colorado. Those Colorado Avalanche, you cannot count them out, even if they're down by two or three going into the third period. Just so much firepower. But you did gain two points on Winnipeg. Uh, So you sit five points back in the uh, Central Division, four points back uh, from the avalanche in the second place. Nashville with a final seconds win over the New York Islanders. They hang around still. They're your number one wild card at 49 points. So Nashville hanging around uh, as we saw and uh, playing well against Central Division opponents. So it's one of those games where, You know, you could just tell early this team just didn't have it. Just kind of going through emotions and, you know, glad they got the two points uh, going into the game. Just understand this is how bad Chicago is, is Chicago has as many wins as the stars have losses. That's how lopsided this game is tonight. And with the Bedard injury, they did get Seth Jones back back on their uh, blue line. The Frisco native, I thought he played really well tonight. It'll be interesting to see if he uh, stays in Chicago, what his future is in Chicago. Uh, but he played well. But you know, it's just one of those things where the Stars just weren't creating a lot of opportunities, and the opportunities just weren't there. And I don't think Chicago like uh, I thought Chicago played okay, and they're much better at home compared to what we saw basically on new year's weekend, but it just still wasn't there. And it really didn't get the legs going until that Sam Steele fight um, with Donato that, you know, I don't want to say changed it, but certainly, you know, got a little more pep in their step. They played better uh, about five minutes left into the second period. And then third period, you know, we started to see, you know, a better stars team, Matt Duchesne, Uh, tied up the game let's go into that first uh, goal though I'm jumping ahead and boy I'll tell you Ryan Suter saves a goal and then gives up a goal and Ryan Suter on one play uh, the net was wide open and basically played goaltender. Jason Robertson also played goaltender tonight. Stars uh, prevent two goals from non-goalies making saves. Scott Wedgwood goes down in this game um, with kind of an interesting injury, and my fear is, they'll probably say lower uh, body, but my fear is, is that it's a groin injury because of the lack of being able to move, the fact that he stayed out there trying to work it out, But then had to come out. Just when you get Jake Ottinger back and you think you're healthy and net, let's see what happens with uh, Scott Wedgwood, how it affects the salary cap. And Matt Murray, we might see uh, recalled if they can work it out, like cap wise and stuff. So fully expect the Stars not to call up a goaltender um, until Tuesday or at least Monday for those extra days of some uh, cap relief. But that uh, first Chicago goal um, was scored by Kachuk, not a Kachuk. If it was scored by a Kachuk, I think Gavin would be okay. But it was by a Kachuk. And it was one of those situations. I don't mind if the puck bounces over your stick and you're Ryan Suter and you lose the puck. What I do have a problem with, if you watch that highlight, go on to YouTube or NHL.com and watch that highlight, and you will see a gliding Ryan Suter. So the first stop was a good one by Jake Ottinger, but because Ryan Suter was gliding back, Kachuk passed him and had the easier tap-in, Whereas if Ryan Suter had been paying attention and wasn't frustrated with the play, I think that goal is prevented. So that was disappointing. Um, I was really disappointed with uh, Suter on that play. And overall, I just think this team just uh, lacked uh, some focus and lacked some energy. Once again, Mason Marchman taking an early penalty, this time a a four-minute penalty. And what I didn't understand was is that Marchman's looking back at Seth Jones and he's mad for some reason. He clearly tripped Seth Jones, and then he clearly deserved a roughing penalty. It was back-to-back minors. It was a four-minute power play and really just took you out of your game. And once again, you know, this team just gets themselves into trouble. And I understand they have the top kill in the league, but, you know, when you sit there and, you know, you're taking nine, 10 minutes of penalties a night. Let's go a night where you take two minutes or four minutes of penalties because you're killing your momentum. Four minutes, you know, you have to basically switch things up. One thing I will say tonight is that in the third period, down one to nothing, Pete DeBoer thought his fourth line was the best line tonight. That line of Smith. Uh, that line of steel and that line of Foxa. They also played the least amount of minutes. So one of the things that he did was he integrated that fourth line into the other lines. And that uh, kind of gave the stars some you know good legs. And the stars, you know, responded. Uh, he did push the right button, and like I said, three straight goals. The first goal was a Matt Duchesne. Um, kind of did it himself, won the face off, got into position. And then shot a nice shot. So Matt Shane continues his uh, good play. Mason Marchment did make up for what he did earlier, and uh, that was assisted by Getty Dodonoff and uh, Joel Hanley, and then Joe Pavelski when they were up two to one with the empty netter as time was expiring uh, in the game, and that was your final three to one. So it's not going to be easy now. The Stars uh, come back home to a very chilly DFW, and I hope you guys are doing okay out there. Hopefully you covered the plants, and in fact, goodness gracious, all of you in North America as a cold front has just blistered our entire country, and uh, hopefully you're you're warm and enjoying yourself uh, tonight. Uh, but stars will come back, and uh, it will be a, a chilly few days here in DFW, and they better get ready because they face – the L.A. Kings, uh, on Tuesday night at the AAC. And this is an interesting uh, team. This is a team with a good mix-up of veterans but a real good young core. They sit in third place in the Pacific Division with 48 points. This is a tough matchup. Last night I talked about, and thank you for your response on Twitter, uh, talking about matchups. And this is one of those matchups uh, that's tough. For a number of reasons. The LA Kings always play the stars tough, especially at the AAC. Look at the differentiation with the LA Kings at home. They're a five hundred club, 7-7, seven 13-4 and, seven, and 3 away from Los Angeles. So this is a very, very good uh LA Kings team. They sit third, like I said, in the Pacific Division. They're only two, four-and-four four in their last 10, but this is gonna be a test. Uh, for the stars. And after that, the stars uh, go on the road uh, for a few games. So uh, it's not going to be easy uh, for the Dallas stars in the uh, upcoming days. Uh, let's check out the schedule uh, real quick uh, as I pull it up uh, as they play Philadelphia and then they play New Jersey and then they play the Islanders. So your schedule next week is Tuesday, Thursday, a Saturday night tilt in New Jersey uh, against the Devils, Lindy Ruff, and then the Stars play on Sunday night uh, against the Islanders continue on the road. So it's kind of a long road trip on Tuesday, January 3rd, they take on the red wings, uh, in Detroit. A couple of you responded. I didn't put a, uh, Anything out on uh, Twitter? To be very candid, I'm a little under the weather. My producer, Gregory Finley, uh, is looking at me as I'm in a bathrobe doing this. (laughs) But, uh, you know, wanted to power through and uh, pop on on spits and suds and kind of keep the ball rolling and let you guys know uh, about tonight's game uh rudy as he always does chimes in happy to take two points tonight a little concerning to have the offense take so long to get going another inconsistency i don't see particularly sustainable for a deep playoff push yeah they're gonna have to make some moves if they can at the trade deadline i feel as though the current makeup of this team rudy is just not there for a deep playoff run the inconsistency the roller coaster ride the skill set is wonderful but, you know, once again, we saw it tonight. If that skill set isn't there today, you know, what what does it take? I mean, Jake Ottinger was one of your three stars of the game came in and and Razor talked about it on the TV. And I agree. I really feel as though the NHL needs to change the rule. And tonight specifically was a good reason why. I never want a goaltender coming in cold. I don't think for as much stretching and quick movement that that body takes that you should just put a player in that hasn't really warmed up. Um, sure. They get the pregame shots. Sure. They get to skate in the morning if they're doing a pregame skate, but they're sitting on the bench essentially, and they can't really warm up not knowing if they're going to go in or not. So that's a tough position for a goalie to be in on top of that. And this is why I think the rule needs to change. Just give that goalie 60 seconds to do what they want. I don't think anyone in the crowd's going to be upset if it's just 60 seconds. And when you have a player, a premium player in the NHL, that plays goal like Jake Ottinger coming off an injury, what is the best way to re-aggravate that injury? Is getting in the net cold. So that's just real, real tough. And I think the NHL needs to look at that and say, you know what, it's not going to do us any harm if we just take sixty seconds uh, due to injury to to make a goalie swap and to just you know, put a couple pucks on the ice and just basically warm up a little bit. I don't think the crowd's going to be upset. I don't think the crowd's going to be saying it's unfair. I mean, we're talking about millions of dollars of players, valuable goalies at stake when you put them in the game. I don't think that the team's getting an advantage just by warming up a goalie. It's not like they can get completely warm in 60 seconds, but at least they can just kind of get into the rhythm. Uh, Jordan says, feel better. Hot water with lemon would be my tip to you. Amen, man, I've been resting all day. Uh, this weather and this 50 degree drop is not certainly helping, but, uh, thank you, Jordan. I appreciate it. We'll probably take a couple of days off from spits and suds and, uh, have you some fresh episodes on, uh, on Tuesday, uh, when the team's, uh, back in action. So that's your final score. Two points, uh, as the stars Take it in Chicago, albeit not the prettiest game. It was an ugly um, game. If you fell asleep tonight during the game with the cold weather, I can't blame you. Uh, But at the same time, it's nice to wake up. It's nice to listen to this podcast and the Stars maintain pace with both Colorado and gain two points on Winnipeg. So we will talk to you soon, Stars fans. Stars win 3-1. to right here on Spits and Suds. Have a great day, everybody. Stay warm.